large southern continent to balance the great land mass of the northern hemisphere. This huge land, just waiting to be discovered, would potentially prove a source of great wealth for whichever European country might reach and claim it first. For the British, there was also the desire to establish bases on islands in the Pacific to protect their trade to the East Indies. In 1766, the same year that Cook made his observation of the eclipse, a naval expedition under Captain Samuel Wallace in his ship the Dolphin sailed across the Pacific and discovered the island of Tahiti. Now, it was predicted that in 1769 the planet Venus would cross in front of the Sun. This transit of Venus occurs rarely, and the Royal Society in London petitioned the Admiralty to send a ship to Tahiti, where they estimated a good observation of the transit could be made. Comparing this with other observations made in Europe, they believed, would make possible an accurate calculation of the distance between the Earth and the Sun. The British government also had its own political reasons for wanting to explore the Pacific, and this was a perfect excuse to do so, without arousing the suspicions of their jealous European neighbours. The Admiralty agreed to supply the ship, and the obvious choice to lead the expedition was James Cook, who had proved himself so excellent a navigator and a competent astronomer. He was promoted to lieutenant, and the ship that they gave him could not have been more to his liking. A converted Whitby collier named the Endeavour, exactly the kind of vessel in which Cook had learned to sail as a boy. As well as being very seaworthy, Designed to withstand the storms of the North Sea, as a cargo ship she had a very large hold, so she could store far more provisions than a Royal Navy ship would normally carry. This was ideal for a trip that would take them to the far side of the world. In the 18th century, one of the greatest dangers for seamen remained the disease scurvy, caused by a lack of vitamins found in fresh fruit and vegetables. It was difficult in those days to preserve fresh food, but Cook took large supplies of lime and lemon juices, and also pickled cabbage known as sauerkraut. Although sauerkraut was a delicacy in Germany, it was difficult to persuade the English seamen to eat it. So Cook ordered it to be served only at the officers' table as a treat, and very soon the men were demanding it too. It was typical of Cook that at a time when naval discipline could be extremely harsh, he found a way to persuade rather than force his men to do what he wanted. In their three-year voyage round the world, they would not lose a single man to scurvy. The Endeavour set sail from Plymouth on the 26th of August, 1768, with a crew of 94 men and provisions for a year and a half. In addition to the sailors, there was a party of eleven scientists, artists and astronomers, led by a young botanist from the Royal Society named Joseph Banks. They sailed across the Pacific and arrived in Tahiti in April 1769, where Joseph Banks and his fellow scientists were delighted to discover a wealth of new plants and insects. The transit of Venus was observed, though the weather was overcast, and they were unable to make a very accurate report. Cook now opened his sealed orders from the Admiralty, which instructed him to sail south from Tahiti to try and find the great southern continent. 
If he found no sign of this, he was to sail east and search for an island that had been discovered nearly a hundred years before by the Dutch explorer Abel Tasman, which he'd named New Zealand. Drifting icebergs forced him to abandon the first order, and in early October they arrived at New Zealand, dropping anchor in an inlet that Cook named Poverty Bay. Although the first Maoris, natives of New Zealand, whom they encountered, were hostile, Cook was filled with remorse when two who threatened his men were shot dead. He nearly always went among new people unarmed and tried to make friends. Fortunately, however, the crew managed to meet and trade with many other Maoris as they sailed right around both the main islands of New Zealand. Over the next six months, Cook made a remarkably accurate chart of the coastline.